Hey, this is Dylan Rogers, director of Bold View. I'm so excited that you're checking out the podcast today. I'm hoping and praying that it helps you grow in passion, prayer, purity, and purpose. I hope to see you on Monday nights at Bold Youth or maybe at our Bold Conference this summer in Kansas City. We are determined to see a generation in bold pursuit of King Jesus. All right, guys, so excited to be with you this evening, sharing God's word. It's gonna be an amazing time. I can't wait to get into the scripture. So we're just gonna dive right in. If you have your Bible, go ahead and open up to 1 Samuel chapter 16. Just to give you an idea of what's happening here, you have uh, King Saul right here coming to the latter uh, days of his reign as king of Israel. And we are following the prophet Samuel as he's searching for the new king, the one who is going to, to take the reins over Israel. And it's the story right here in chapter 16 is where he meets David, who would eventually become the king. And it talks about God leading him to Bethlehem where he meets a man named Jesse, who we know as David's father. And here in verse six is where we're gonna pick up. It says, when they arrived, Samuel saw Eliab and thought, surely the Lord's anointed stands here before the Lord. But the Lord said to Samuel, do not consider his appearance or his height for I've rejected him. The Lord doesn't look at the things that people look at. People look at the outward appearance, but catch this bold, but the Lord looks at the heart. Then Jesse called Abinadab and had him pass in front of Samuel. But Samuel again said, the Lord has not chosen this one. So Jesse had Shammah pass by, but Samuel said, nor has the Lord chosen this one. And he had seven of his sons pass before Samuel. But Samuel said to him, the Lord has not chosen these. And he asked Jesse, are these all the sons you have? They're still the youngest, Jesse answered, but he's out tending the sheep. And Samuel said, send for him because I'm not going to sit down until he arrives. I just love that. He says, so he sent for him and had him brought in and he was glowing with health and had a fine appearance and handsome features. The Lord said to Sam, arise and anoint him. This is the one. So Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed him in the presence of his brothers. And from that day, the spirit of the Lord came powerfully upon David. Let's pray real quick. Father, we love you. And we're thankful that even in times of uncertainty, even in times where we feel overlooked, you are the God who sees us. You're the God who knows right where we are. You're the one who promises that you have plans to prosper us and to see us through. Ones that we will enjoy and have uh, just immense pleasure walking in when we're in your plan, your will. Father, tonight as we, we just unpack the life of David and what it looks like to, to have faith in a season of uncertainty, to have faith in, in the gap between the dreams that you give us and the, the fruition of those dreams in our lives that you would speak to us, you would encourage us, you would give us joy in every season. We love you, it's in your name we pray, amen. And when you read this text, I think for me, the thing that I imagine the most is the, the rejection that David felt in this moment. To be a young man out in the fields, tending the flock, going after what his, his father, Jesse, had called him to do, but then hearing this, this prophet, this prophet Samuel, one of the most influential people at the time were the prophets, is coming to your home, your house, to look for the next king. But you're stuck in the field. You're stuck working a job that it's, it's stinking. It's, it's not something that you thought that you would be doing, but you've been faithful in it. 
to not only be chosen not to see the prophet, but to be told that you're not even allowed to come to the house, that you have to remain in the field, you have to remain in this place of obscurity, being unseen. And for me, I relate to this so much because for me, I don't know if you're familiar with the Enneagram test, but it's this, this test that you could take that'll tell you a lot about your personality. It'll even tell you why you think the way you think, why you interact with people the way that you interact with them, why you, you do certain things in a particular way. For me, when I took the test, I found out that I was an Enneagram 3, which is the achiever. Uh, and it was really uh, crazy and intriguing just reading all about these different things that uh, kind of make up my personality, make up the way that I think, my mindset on, on certain situations. And it basically, what I narrowed it down to is I love to win um, and I love people to love me. Uh, which is really funny when you think about it, that it's not, you know, I love to love people or I love to give, like I love all of those things, but when it really comes down to it, my love language is affirmation, just being around people, being in, in social gatherings and knowing that people are, are happy with me and that I'm, I'm succeeding or I'm achieving in their eyes. And with that, I, I have a lot of different hobbies. One thing that I really like to do is I'll play video games every now and then with a couple buddies of mine. Um, I have this, this group of guys from college that will jump on and we'll get in a little group chat. We'll play some video games together. And it, it kind of fulfills all of the, the desires of my heart in a sense. I get to, to win at something playing a game and I get to hang out with my buddies and talk and, and catch up. And we're all hanging out, laughing, having a good time. Now, what I'll tell you though, is, is my biggest fear is jumping into one of those group chats and not being invited to play the game, right? And you can probably imagine this in any kind of social gathering, whether you're, you're in class and you're, maybe you're in PE and you're not getting chosen to play one of the games, kickball or football, whatever it is. I have stories about that when I was in middle school, not being chosen to play in the football games, even though I was on the football team. And just having these, these feelings of doubt and believing the worst things about myself because I wasn't chosen by the group of people that I just longed to be chosen by. And I think this is a dangerous reality we all face. I think it's something that if we're not careful, it can bleed into a lot of different areas of our lives that we don't intend for it to. And I think what we have to be careful of is that we're not putting our identities or our worth on opportunities that we want that we don't put our, our worth or our identity on the group that we wanna be involved in or the things that we have, because those things could be lost. We could lose things in our lives. I think it's important that we not just settle everything that we are on opportunity, but we actually look at what Jesus is doing when we lose those things, or we're, maybe we're, we're pushing towards the dreams that he's given us. So we can't fall into the trap of just calling quits when the opportunity doesn't come our way or things aren't happening the way that we want them to happen. And just like me and you, I, I guarantee you, David, he had those same kinds of dreams and visions. He wanted to be a part of a crew. He wanted the, the nice job that he enjoyed and he, he longed to go to. And he, he just liked being around his friends and his family. And I think we have to be careful that we don't just lean on hobbies and talents. And I think David, he had a decision to make. Now, while these were realities, while things weren't happening the way that he was wanting them to, in the moment that he was working a dirty job, no wages, in an unseen field, in absolute obscurity, not even being remembered by his own father to come to the house and to even see the prophet Samuel. He had a decision to make. 
is will I continue trusting God? Because I have this dream for my life. I have this, this thing that I know God has called me to do, but I'm not seeing it happen yet. I'm stuck in this, this gap of where I received my dream, but it hasn't happened yet. So what do we do in that gap? What do we do when things aren't happening the way that we'd like them to? And I love David's response is even when he wasn't chosen, says he was still in the field tending the sheep. He was still in the field doing what his father had called him to do. Even though it wasn't glamorous, even though it wasn't what he thought his life was going towards, he still chose to stay faithful to what he was called to do in that particular season. As I think David chose to believe in the dream that God gave him. And my question to you tonight, Bold, is what are you going to do? What do we do in the gap between the dream God has given us and it actually happening in our lives? What do we do in the gap? So I know you have dreams for your life and they're good dreams. Some of them, they're even great dreams. But time and time again throughout scripture, throughout my own life, I found that there is always distance between your God dream and it actually happening or the fruition of it in your life. You have to ask yourself the question, what mindset am I gonna have in this gap? What mindset am I gonna have in this season? And here's the one point that I wanna leave you with tonight. This is how we're gonna sum the whole night up, is we are set up for a come up. Is even though you're in this gap, even though you're in this, this particular season, that's the Christianese way to say it, this season where it's, it seems obscure, it seems hard, it's not what you thought it would look like. You have to remember that you are being set up for a come up and that come up being the dream that God gave you and it actually happening. I love Proverbs 19, 21 says this, many are the plans in a person's heart, but it is the Lord's purpose that prevails. So you have the dream, you have the plans for your life, but you have to understand that God's plan is the one that's going to prevail. It's the one that's going to happen. And he promises that. Even in Jeremiah, I love how, how the prophet Jeremiah says that is he has a plan to prosper you. You just have to walk according to his will and his purpose. Stay faithful. And I love that. I love the heart of our father in heaven that he has plans for us. He has a, a, a purpose for us that will prevail. But there is a gap. There is a gap between him, him telling you that dream and you actually seeing it in your life. And I love A.W. Tozer. He said it like this. He said, God never hurries. There are no deadlines to which he must work. Only to know this is to quiet our spirit and relax our nerves. See, I know you have this God dream. You have this, this thing that God has given you that you know is going to happen. But you have to be careful not only to be comfortable or to be faithful in the season that you're in, but to not try to hurry God's purpose or God's plan or God's timing. See, God has the ultimate timing. He knows exactly when things need to happen. And this gap that you're in, it's there for a reason. God's doing it on purpose. And I believe that purpose is a preparation. See, while David was in the field, God was preparing him. And we read through scripture, some point between the time he was anointed and, and actually placed as king of Israel. We read stories about him fighting Goliath. We read stories about him fending off lions and bears from his, his flock and saving the sheep. See, in these seasons between the dream and it actually happening is, is preparation. 
It's God preparing our hearts. It's Him molding us. It's Him encouraging us, building us up in patience. And I know that's a hard one, but you gotta pray for patience. God, make me patient in these seasons. I wanna be patient. I wanna love people the way that you love them. I wanna see people the way that you see them. It's these seasons of preparation and we can't hurry through them. But I love that quote because it says, you have to, to quiet your spirit, relax your nerves. You have to stop anxiously looking for ways to expedite God's plan for your life. And just stay faithful in it, to believe in his plan for your life. You have to trust that God's still with you, that he's never left you, he's never forsaken you. It's not your timing, not your way. And I understand in this season, you may be overlooked. You may be rejected by man. Honestly, it may be working in a field or a job that it just feels hopeless. You can trust this bull, that God, he sees you. He hasn't rejected you, but he's accepted you. And he's moving in your life. And he has you working the field that he has called you to, that he's chosen you for. He's setting you up for your come up. You have to stay faithful. You have to stay pursuing God. Don't try to rush through this season where he's preparing you to step into a calling that you can't even imagine right now. See, the dream that he gave you, you only see a glimpse of it, but he sees the big picture. He sees the fullness of it. And if you stay faithful, you stay letting him prepare you in this season. He's going to catapult you by all the haters, by all the ones who've rejected you. We even read about it in 1 Samuel. See, David stayed faithful in the season. And what God called for him in verse 13, here's what it says. It says, rise and anoint him. This is the one. So Samuel, listen to this, took the horn of oil and anointed him in the presence of his brothers. Okay, that first part right there, in the presence of his brothers. So the ones who had rejected him, his dad, his brothers, his family, the ones who overlooked him. He anointed him in the midst of his enemies, in the midst of his haters, in the midst of the ones who rejected him. Why? So that David knew that God was with him, that he saw him, that he wasn't overlooked, that he wasn't rejected by God, that man may not have seen him, but God did. And he had a purpose for him. And it says, from that day on, the spirit of the Lord came powerfully upon David. Then we read through scripture where David, he went back to the fields and he worshiped God. He was, he was with God and he stayed faithful to the plan all the way up until years after that, that he would actually be named and crowned king of Israel. So he had the dream, but it was years after that, that the dream happened. And it was so much better than I think even David could have imagined. But I guarantee this, David stayed faithful to God. He stayed faithful to what God had called him to do. And even though it was a field and even those, those sheep may have stunk and it was hot out there and it was a hard job, he stayed faithful and he believed in God's purpose for his life. God is setting you up for the greatest come up of your life. So what do we do in the setup? What do we do in the gap? We have to pray. We have to worship. That's why bold over the next few weeks, while we're, we're in this crazy season of coronavirus sweeping over our, our state and our country, the world, we're gonna do everything we can with our team to make sure that you have different resources so that you can, you can encounter God. Because we know that you may not be able to leave your house, but at, at the palm of your hand, you have Instagram, you have YouTube, you have things where you can access resources to pray, to get into the scriptures, to worship. 
And we're gonna be posting devos on Monday through Friday, early in the morning so that you have them, that you can wake up and that's the first thing that you can do. Get a bowl of cereal, open up that devo, get into the word of God and pray. We're gonna have daily prayer with Pastor David and some some different people at Radiant just so that you can have a time of prayer at noon every single day on Instagram. And you can start praying with people and, and staying in community. We may be social distancing, but that doesn't mean that we just distance from everybody in every way. We've gotta stay close as a community, even though physically we're not gonna be gathered in one place. And every Monday, we're gonna have a message like these so that we can, we can just stay in rhythm over the next few weeks. So we can stay in rhythm with God. We can stay receiving his word. We can stay just in community together, diving into the scriptures. But here's the thing. During this season where coronavirus is, is sweeping, I think it's a setup. I think it's a setup for you. I think it's a setup for our youth group. I think it's a setup for our church, for the, the big C church, the bride of Christ. I think this season is a setup and my, my hope for you is that with these resources, they don't go to waste. See, we can, we can make the content, but you have to make the decision to go all in with it. You have to make the decision that in this season, in this setup season, that you're gonna pray, you're gonna worship, and you're gonna get into the scriptures and get close to God. If you would right, right where you are, just lift your hands to God just as a, a sign to receive from him. I'm gonna pray over you, but I would invite you to pray as well. Pray for your family, your friends, for our state, for our our government officials. Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you that even in this season where it's hard, we're not allowed to gather, we're not allowed to, to be in a physical location together. We thank you that we still have the ability to connect online that your people is not about a a physical location, but it's about being in one heart, one mind. Lord, I ask for any young person watching this, if they feel overlooked, unseen, they feel rejected. Father, I ask right now that your Holy Spirit would just flood into their room, whatever room they're, they're watching this in, if they're in a car, if they're in an airport, wherever they're at, Holy Spirit, that you would just flood in and just reveal your heart for them, how much you love them, how much you care for them, that you have called them for this time, that you're not letting them go. You've not forgotten them, but you're setting them up for the greatest come up of their life. Lord, I ask that you would remind everyone of the dreams that you've given them, that you have talents and gifts that you've poured out into their lives that they could utilize to make a difference. God, I ask that in this season, in this season where we're battling viruses and sickness, God, that you would help us see it as an opportunity to be prepared for what's coming on the other end and that the church, we would do our job, that we would stand up for those who don't know you yet, that we would be a bold witness, that we would see healing, that we would see you move in our nation. We love you. It's in your name we pray. Amen. Hey guys, thanks for checking out the podcast. Again, we're hoping and praying that it blesses you and helps you grow in passion, prayer, purity, and purpose. Go out and be bold.